0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of My Backstage Pass. This is your host, Lee Zimmerman, and I'm here with my producer, co-host, and good buddy, Billy Hubbard. And today, folks, this is a special, special broadcast, because we are very excited to have the legendary Linda Gale Lewis with us here. Hi, Linda Gale.
1: Well, hi there.
0: How are you doing?
1: i'm doing fine today how are you
0: well we're doing just fine and and where are we speaking to you from where uh, you make your home in austin do you
1: i'm in wimberley texas
0: wimberley which is also uh i think uh willie nelson maybe Lyle Lovett. a lot of folks uh live in that area don't they
1: well yeah kind of in the area but in the actual town we've got um uh, some people living here and um uh, I can't remember who they are at the moment. <laughs> <That's so laughs> I just fine. got back from Oklahoma City yesterday.
0: Oh, really? Okay. So so you've been on the road oh, Paul then. Paul
1: Simon. My husband just said, Paul Simon lives here. Paul
0: Simon <laughs> lives in Wimberley now?
1: Yeah, he does. That's.
0: I spoke to his wife. I interviewed his wife maybe a year ago, and they had just moved to Hawaii, Kauai in Hawaii. But I suspect they have enough money they can live in several different places i guess that's what
1: well, it, cool, so it was is, so funny it was so funny they cruel. went to the little cafe here that i go to my husband and i go there a lot and, and of course uh, they made a they weren't supposed to make a big deal about him because Wimberly kind of has a reputation of that it's real laid sure. back and yeah and, and people won't bother you here and so he was in the Wimberley cafe and and they said hello to him. And they said, oh, and don't worry, no one here will bother you. And just as soon as they said that, just about everybody in that cafe went over there and asked for his autograph. Wow.
0: <laughs> wow. <laughs>
1: so I don't think he's been back to the cafe, so wow. I haven't seen him yet. <laughs>
0: well, maybe you need to have like a welcome to town party or something. And, you know, we'll get uh, some of your famous friends. and. Yeah. Uh, welcome him in some way
1: exactly well he's really welcome here he's got a lot of fans here
0: edie brickell that's his wife edie brickell um okay yeah terrific so that
1: lady that played in the shining she lives here the actress and i can't think of her name but she was in um, the movie popeye and she was in the shining okay all right. She lives here,
0: so. That, I don't know if I'd want to go near her. She scared me <laughs> in those movies. I'm I'm terrified. So, 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 so you've been on tour now, is that it? You've been traveling, son. Have you? We just
1: went up. Yeah, we just went on up to Oklahoma City because we wanted to go up there mm-hmm. and see our old friend uh, Wanda Jackson.
0: Oh
2: yeah, and I've
1: known I've known her a long time, and she goes. You know, she and my brother were really close friends, and and also my son-in-law produced one of his albums, and he's been her band leader on a lot of tours and stuff. So we thought oh. it would be fun, and it's only about six and a half hours from here. So only. We, Oh, that's cool. yeah, that's, <laughs> um, that sounds like a long way to
3: me. A well, good think. friend of mine wrote a song wrote a song for Wanda. <laughs> yes. Uh yeah, only a memory I think is tile. Greg Garing. Yeah. He, he's oh, a friend wow. of ours. Yeah, we've had him. Yeah, we've had him on.
1: Here. Oh, well, listen, she's just so great. It was so good to see her and I was so happy with the way the evening went because She's doing really well now, and mm-hmm. it, was so, it was really good to see her. And so we had a great time. We had a blast.
0: So are you doing much touring now? I know you have the, uh, the, the new album that, uh, that just came out, and um, have you been on the road promoting that at all? You go well, on the road. I yeah, mean, you
1: know, we, we are on the road, and we've been having a lot of albums to promote. You know, we've got our Family Jewels album yeah. that we promoted. We went on tour in August, and we were going three weeks, and I think we did 20 shows, 20 gigs.
0: Wow, that's pretty and, good.
1: During that three weeks. And That's a, uh, well, that's
0: a show a almost night. Almost
1: every night. Almost every Holy night. Holy
0: cow. <laughs> Dang, wow, <laughs> man. Wow.
1: Actually, I must be wrong. You know, my math is terrible. but It must have been more <laughs> than three weeks because we definitely had uh three nights off during that time. It was so, still
0: just it, three it, nights it, off <laughs> in a matter of three, even if it's four weeks.
1: That's
0: I'm <laughs> yeah, tired thinking time. about it. That's, that's I guess cool. it yeah. was
1: th- three weeks in a couple of days or something because it was pretty hectic. But, you know, I love touring and I enjoy promoting our albums. I'm I'm so proud to be on uh, Cleopatra Records. They've done so sure. many wonderful albums and and I'm a big fan of that record company and and I love Brian Ferrera. He's a wonderful and and really uh great uh record guy. Mm-hmm. And so I'm so happy to be involved with him and his label and and it's just absolutely great. And so we were happy to go on the road and do some gigs and promote it. I love touring. I really yeah. love like do you? I'm a gypsy. I like to travel. I love to travel. And I love playing music. So it, it's ideal for me.
0: You know, I ask people, I, I uh, interview a lot of artists, and I always ask them the question I say, you know, you're still touring. You seem to love it. And I've been told they aren't getting paid for the time they're on stage, they're getting paid for the time you know, they're traveling on the airplane and the, whatever the, you know, so well.
1: I guess that can be true, but yeah. I'm very, really fortunate that I enjoy traveling.
0: Do you? Okay. You, you've you probably seen everywhere there is to see, I would imagine. Right.
1: I've been, I've been a lot of places and, <laughs> and, and you know, I've had a really good career in Sweden and Norway and uh, oh, beautiful. They're, it's so beautiful there. And of course I've been to Denmark and the UK. I had, a lot, I spent a lot of time in the UK. I did an album there with Van Morrison. So I I was there for about, for a few years.
0: Yes. Well, you, I know that you have been referred to and you are referred to as the queen of rock and roll. All right. So I would imagine when you go to these wonderful places all around the world, you are treated like royalty, right? Treated like royalty. Well,
1: you, you know, um, most of the time I've been treated really well. And 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 I love uh, my audience overseas. And and I found out, though, after the pandemic hit, I found out that I have a really, really nice audience in Texas because for a while I couldn't go anywhere.
0: Oh, because uh, of the isolation, oh, the pandemic? is. Yeah.
1: Well, we c- you couldn't fly. You couldn't get to Europe.
0: You couldn't get to Europe from Texas could, during you, the you pandemic. Could,
1: you, yeah. Oh yeah. During the pandemic. Right. Couldn't fly, And, and I, I'm very fortunate to be living in Texas Yes, because in Texas we could still have gigs here and a lot of places in America and in, and in Europe um, there was no gigs for anybody, but yeah, I know. We, had, we had gigs here. We played music here and, and it kept us going and it was absolutely wonderful. And, and now, you know, people know who I am and, and I go and play, and I see some of my regulars, and it's a lot of fun. And I'm glad now that I have a, a, an audience here
0: because uh, this is where I live. Well, it's your hometown. I mean, my gosh, you ought to. I <laughs> and when mean, they shut down know. all
1: the airports, when they shut them all down, yeah. and you can't fly anywhere, you can't yeah. go anywhere. Yeah. And, but you know what? You can do a lot of playing in Texas. Well, it's there a big so state. Many. It's uh,
0: other than the last. Listen, I used to live in Texas. I was raised in Dallas dallas texas and so i you know i know the bragging rights big d mile yes big d little a double o anyway that was the thing but texas was you know the largest is the largest state in the continental u.s and that gives a lot of bragging rights yeah
1: and they love roots music here oh yeah i didn't know when i moved to austin seven years ago I didn't know how they were going to react to me because it's, you know, it's like a, a blues town and stuff. And, and, mm-hmm. you know, I never thought that and people doing the Texas two-step to the country music and, and that can swing Western swing and all that. And I thought, how are they going to like rock and roll? Wow. but uh, They, they do actually. and I, I was delighted so. by that. I was so delighted. I've done, South by Southwest twice
0: now. Oh, really? Okay. You know, I've never been there. It's a crazy scene, isn't it? A lot of oh, it, of it stuff is going on. It's
1: a re- yeah. it's really crazy. I hope I don't have to do it again. Anytime
0: soon. <laughs> <laughs> it's called promotion. You know, I know. You know. It's really, it's,
1: it's tough getting around to all those places.
0: <laughs> yeah. So you are you are a very prolific individual, Gail Lewis. Uh,
1: well, thank you.
0: And, and you've, you, you've kept pace with the times. I know uh, that last album was with Robbie Fulks, who's you know, a terrific singer-songwriter. And uh, so you're really, you're really keeping pace and, and going strong. How else to put it? You're going strong these days. And uh, it's just great that you're so prolific. Such a well, prolific Well, I'm artist.
1: blessed. It's a blessing to be 75 years old and have a gig. You know, it's wonderful to have a career and be able to go out and play music and make a little money and. And you need that to live, you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, let yeah. me tell you, the 70s are the new 40s. That's what I'm told. That's what I'm told. Oh, yeah. Let's,
1: absolutely. Let's go with
0: that. I like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> tell you about. know, 70, the 70s <laughs> seemed. No, this is serious. <laughs> Billy's laughing at me. The 70s <laughs> has seemed to be a medium age these days for a lot of terrific artists. You know, you look at the Rolling Stones. You, any number of people who are still just kicking it in their seventies, and uh, I love it. I mean, that's great, I, man. No, because
3: know. people are—we're not getting the generation coming behind them. Maybe I don't know if it's because of our age, but that—that is—that yeah. is, that can compare, really.
0: No, well I think, you know, it's funny because when I was a kid growing up and my parents would listen to Tony Bennett and Frank Sinatra and whatever and I'd say, "No, oh, those are like the over the hill and they're old people and this" and they were probably in their 40s at the time, but nevertheless, I find that young people are really embracing this wonderful music, you know? I I love it that they show that respect, you know? Yeah.
1: Well, it's wonderful because, you know, when I play the White Horse in Austin,
0: mm-hmm.
2: when
1: I play there, there's a lot of young college kids coming to that gig. Right. And it makes – it it does my heart good when I'm doing great, great Balls of Fire at the end of the night, and I'm doing Great Balls of Fire, and they're singing it with me. And okay. they're on the dance floor just going crazy. Oh, you know, I bet, and, going crazy. And singing crazy Great Balls these... of Fire. And I'm like, this oh, is wonderful. Gosh. These people weren't even born, you know, yeah. right. when that exactly. was a hit.
0: <laughs> and, and, and so – when you're performing, you're performing these great songs that are part of the fabric of rock and roll and modern music and you know i i'm I'm curious, Linda Gayle, if you know you you've done these songs a number of times, but do you get excited every time you launch into one of those songs? do you get the same enthusiasm? you know
1: well i, I do i yeah. do because you know i like to play in a groove with the band and and that's just to me it's the greatest music in the world and i love country music too i love that and i love sure. blues but and i love gospel music but mm-hmm. when i'm you know when we're doing the rock and roll stuff it's it's really it it, it lifts it gives you, it lifts your spirits and i think that's the reason that rock and roll is still so popular because it makes it makes people happy it's oh, sure. happy music
0: now yeah. you you mentioned a number of genres that you like besides rock and roll the gospel the blues and, and so forth uh what do you think i mean this term americana i'm giving myself a plug because my first book was about americana <laughs> but but what do you, i mean don't you think that all of those genres kind of fit under the umbrella and 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 you know americana is kind of a newer uh brand would have you but you've been americana for you were there you the roots of americana you helped create this thing so you know how do you how how do you think about it
1: (laughs) well my brother and his his friends you know created it but i I was a lot younger but I was quite a bit, I was 12, I am 12 years uh, younger than my brother was. Okay. Passed All away. Right. Yes. And, and I, I was there when it happened. Sure. So I kind of have a feel for that music that, <laughs> that probably somebody <laughs> just starting to play it, maybe wouldn't have the same kind of feel for it. And because it's, um, it's really special music and it changed the way people were listening to music. It was like when Elvis and, and Chuck Berry and my brother and little Richard and all the guys, you know, they were, I mean, the kids back then, which was, was me, I was like 10 years old, but I was still listening to the music at 10 years old. And, 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 you know, people went from really liking to listen to big band stuff to just wanting to hear rock and roll. And so it changed everything. And then it laid the groundwork for all the Rolling Stones and the Beatles and, And uh, all the other people that came along and had uh, rock and did rock and roll music. And of course, um, the 50s rock and roll music is really special to me. Oh, yeah. That's what that's what I like to play. And and I always tell them when I go there to do a gig. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this. I'm old and my music's old. So. <laughs> stop, <laughs>
0: stop, stop. <laughs> Let's say this, Linda Gale. You're contemporary, and your music is contemporary. I like the word contemporary. Okay. Well, I,
1: well, I did some contemporary stuff with Robbie Folks because he wrote, I know you did. He he wrote songs for us to do, and he's absolutely wonderful.
0: How did you and, meet and he, him? <laughs> I, I'm curious. How did you meet Robbie?
1: I was I had a gig in Sweden. He had a gig in Sweden, and All we right. were both staying in the uh band house which uh my daughter called it the metal box because it was like a, an aluminum metal building with the places wow. for, for people to stay and and robbie was there and and of course i was already a fan of his and he was a fan of mine okay. and we'd always wanted to meet we right. always wanted to meet and and that's where we met and then i went to his gig and he was so nice to me and i'll tell you i enjoyed his gig so much you know robbie is not only a great songwriter and a great singer and a great guitar player, but Robbie is a great showman. He puts on a show, really? even when it's just him and his guitar. If it's just Robbie and his guitar, he will just floor you with what he does. Cause he, he's amazing. He's absolutely amazing.
0: We should get him on that outlaw cruise.
1: <laughs> He's been on it. He has he? All, right. All right. And I believe he was invited on this one. Right. But I think he had some other gigs and right. couldn't do it because of that. I was hoping he would do this one because the one he did, I couldn't do because I was doing the thing in Clear Lake, the uh, dance party thing. So oh. I, I missed being on one of those with him, and that was a shame. But maybe someday we'll do another one, and Robbie will be on it. But yeah, he we we have a really good act together when we do our act together. Wow, it's it's, it's really quite funny. <laughs> wow,
3: well, Linda, Linda, I was gonna say, I my friend, uh er, er, well, you know Donna Sue, I mentioned to you, I think an email about. And, and Marilyn, oh, what well, a
1: nice, she's a nice she, lady.
3: Oh, yeah. Well, she was, uh, she was telling, anyway, that's, that's really why I, I was looking at some video. I guess somebody there, she maybe sent, but anyway, you got in your energy level. And this is the thing that I thought was funny because was talking about age. Age? No, he's talking about your age. We're not talking about her sorry, Lee. our age? Huh? But, but, we don't, no. let's not anyway, talk about age. But, okay. I mean, yeah. <laughs> gave it away, <laughs> opened a, the door, but, uh, but anyway, I don't know that we have to follow, but she, she like. was, <laughs> what I saw, you was, you was, you were like, sliding your heel across a keyboard or something i thought wow man
1: well i do that i enjoy doing that because it always shocks everybody for some reason they're shocked and i
3: do that we're gonna try that when we're over this lee we're gonna see if we can oh that's amazing that's that's amazing well the
1: music makes me feel young you know i forget how old i am
3: well you know what
0: i was getting at before is when you were I, I would imagine you were present when your brother and his friends, like Elvis and and these other folks, were there making this. I mean, you did you not witness that? I mean, all these oh, folks yeah. as it was happening. And
3: I heard you have a story about Elvis or something as well. Oh, oh okay. Uh,
1: yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. That was really, it. Was really nice to meet Elvis. I had the the pleasure of getting to meet him. So. Uh, it's always wonderful to be able to tell people that story because being a Jerry Lee Lewis fan, when I went to meet him, I wasn't as excited about it as I should have been. Right. And I really wasn't that excited at all because I'm a, I'm a, I'm Linda Gale Lewis and I'm yeah. a Jerry Lee Lewis fan. <laughs> there and, you but, go. I, but I tell you, I did learn how to appreciate Elvis after that because I was quite shocked when, when, we, we, when we went there to meet him because he, he was uh, absolutely so charismatic so nice he was a southern gentleman and he was the most gorgeous human being that i've <laughs> ever seen in my life it's
0: all about the sideburns <laughs> come on yeah
1: oh he was he was just, yeah, beautiful features he, he was just beautiful when i met him you know back when i met him that was before he had started getting older and everything but he he was i was shocked were you that at really
0: graceland is this is where you met No, him?
1: i i met him at the memphian theater
0: Oh, all this, right.
1: This woman took me there to meetings. Okay. And I, I went there with her. And like I said, you know, I was just a teenage, silly teenage girl and didn't think that much about it. And when I walked in that little small theater, it's a little small theater. And I looked across the lobby and I saw Elvis standing there with a little bit of light on his face. I was like, wow. Well, then he walked over to us in the course of... Closer he got to us, the better he looked.
0: <laughs> so, did did your brother had had your brother called and said, "Hey Elvis, I want you to meet my little sister here." I mean,
3: Lord no, he cachet? wouldn't go.
1: Jerry Lee Lewis wouldn't go to that much trouble. <laughs> he was probably in the world away. Oh, okay, and <laughs>
0: Well, I don't know. I mean, but still. So did you meet? Did you meet Elvis before the show or after the show?
1: Well, what it was is he had rented that little theater to oh. watch a movie.
0: Oh, okay.
1: That's what okay. he had to do, you know, if he wanted to, to see a movie, he had to rent that movie oh theater my, and oh go my, there with his wow. friends, because okay. he couldn't just go out in the public because yeah. people would just... Um, wow,
0: yeah. that was a real <laughs> superstar moment when he's renting the movie. Do you remember what movie it was?
1: Oh, I have no idea, because we not right. stay for the movie. We just went in there to meet Elvis. All right, well,
0: I thought maybe you <laughs>
1: We left after that.
0: <laughs> I would have stuck around, got some popcorn. I would have
1: stuck around. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, oh, we well. couldn't actually do that. But I'll tell you what I did do. I went to his uh, party that he had, his New Year's Eve party.
2: Oh, that my was, God. And
1: that was really nice. So I got to see him again at that party. And, and, and then many... after that, <laughs> I went on the road with my brother, and I never had time to to go and hang out and be around Elvis after that. That was the end. And it didn't matter anyway. Well, because
0: what year school, was that? What was year there. was that, the New Year's I year?
1: have no idea. I can tell you that I was <laughs> about 13. You know, I, <laughs> all right, all
0: right. I think we're going to have to write a uh, biopic about you. I
1: lived it, and I didn't keep up with a lot of stuff. All I right. Busy, I was too busy living it, and you know what they say, Lee. Uh,
0: what does that remember oh.
1: too, If you remember too much about the 60s, you weren't there. Hey,
0: oh, I, yes, <laughs> they have said that to me. They Actually, you know,
3: that's that. funny. I was just sitting here for the last... Probably a few minutes, and I was trying to remember, and I thought, "Dang, my mom was right. I was shouldn't have smoked that. We got short-term memory loss, or something." Oh, but anyway, I I, worked, I used to work for HBO in the in the early eighties or so. And I, they anyway, have
0: HBO in the eighties?
3: Yeah, is that cable came out? I think in the, I think maybe you uh, memory. Uh, well, this is one HBO. Uh, so right. anyway, but I so right. I went, so I went anyway. Went to these producing these uh, events, but anyway, there was one where it was Mickey Gilly and I want to say. Jerry Lee, but I can't swear to it. But anyway, all I'm saying is okay. <laughs> that got me thinking about your, And of course, your 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 family there is just crazy and talented. I, uh, as far yeah. as uh, your connection and to your, we say a bloodline or whatever. It was your family? It,
1: well, it's, yeah, it's an unusual family.
3: Was a,
0: were you? Were your parents? That uh, your family members all into music? I mean, is that how it got started?
1: Oh, well, i mean, My family loved music. All right. But of course, Jerry absolutely loved to sing and play all the time. And from the time he was about eight years old and got his first piano, he was just at the piano all the time. Wow. Or, or out playing a gig somewhere at Natchez under the hill, because we lived in Louisiana then. Yes. And But, but yeah, he, he absolutely was at the piano all the time playing and singing, and, and he loved it. And of course, uh, Mickey Gilley, my cousin, yes, uh, was a great artist, legendary artist, and sure. so many things and and he was he had a wonderful wonderful career and he passed away this year too it yes was i know crazy that we lost mickey and jerry uh, in the same year This year has been but, a horrible
0: it's just yeah. january it's been really it,
1: it, it, it was really really hard last year and um jimmy Swaggered, of course is still yep. going strong and he's a little bit older than jerry and mickey were and mickey was actually about a year younger I think than Jerry and Jimmy. But Jimmy was a little bit older than Jerry, maybe six, seven months, eight months, something like wow. that. But he's he's in his eighties and he's still going strong and he's still preaching. He's got his grandson and his son both preaching. So he's a still got it going.
0: Family yeah. you have
1: well, it's unusual, I think, for yeah, three famous family members. And like yeah. They're all related, and they're all born close to the same town. Yeah,
0: but I mean, and it's, the same it's a little dynasty, town. isn't it? It's a bit of a and dynasty. This
1: tiny, yeah, this little dump of a town. I, believe, <laughs> I hate me for saying that. But
0: but Faraday, <laughs> was that where, yeah, Faraday? Yeah, Louisiana, it, yeah. yeah,
1: that's it. And and it's like, how could you have three famous people, and they're related, and they're from the same little town, And they're all cousins. And Jimmy is, of course, our, um, he's our our cousin two times. So he's, uh, he's my first cousin and he's my second cousin. I don't know how that
0: works. You'll have to do the math for me. I don't know how that works.
1: Well, I'm horrible at math, but I know my
0: mama's
1: (laughs) sister married my daddy's nephew.
0: Wow. (laughs) Wait a minute. Can you repeat that, please? I'm gonna.
1: My mama's sister married my daddy's nephew. I'm trying
0: to. You have to make it. Write it on a piece. So so Jimmy's
1: Jimmy's grandmother. Jimmy's (laughs) grandmother. My aunt Ada was my aunt. My daddy's sister.
0: Uh, I'm so sorry. You you really (laughs) lost me on the aunt and then the grandfather. I don't know. You you lost me on that. But
1: but Jimmy's really close kin to us. (laughs) Yes. Because it's both sides of the family. Yeah, <laughs> We're re- related to him on the loose. Does and that then mean then you that, have
0: to yeah. buy him double Christmas presents or double presents
3: for his brother? <laughs> How does that work? I once knew someone well, <laughs> that I knew someone that had a bronchol, like a, a bronco? Yeah, it's like a brother, <laughs> it's uncle. a bruncle. That's what they call
0: it, a bruncle. <laughs> a brother Seriously? who's an uncle. Yeah, never. <laughs>
3: I didn't I didn't even know I, what
0: happened now there. You got
1: me on that one. I have <laughs> heard of that.
0: I don't. I don't what's a brunkle? <laughs> I don't even want to think about it. <laughs> it's an uncle because the it's uncle, the father's brother, is the uncle.
3: It was, co- it was so complicated. You needed. <laughs> right. math genius. We're going to have to do a little bit of home study on that. <laughs> I, I didn't want to ask, but I, oh, you I know, don't know, oh, and Linda Gill, I know. that. I didn't even realize this. I saw your your husband. He worked for Stacks Records, yeah, uh, or studios. And anyway, well, just...
1: you, you know, Eddie is actually a hero because he is the promotion guy that got that wonderful music played on the top forty sessions.
2: Oh, Prior yeah. to yeah. that,
1: it was played on the blues stations and yep. the R and B stations, and they didn't sell. They sold around a hundred thousand copies, and then all the songs, all the records that Eddie promoted were a gold. So wow. it was a big oh. difference there. And oh, wow. and he's the first one to do that. And then there was other people coming along behind him doing it, but none of them ever did it as well as he did. Of wow. course, that's my husband. I might be a little biased.
0: Well, that's all right. <laughs> Is he listening in right now?
1: I hope so. <laughs>
0: all right. So do you know, or does he know, uh, a fellow, an engineer who used to work at Stax Records named Jim Gaines? Jim Gaines.
1: Jim Gaines.
0: I, that my all right. Here's another plug. But I, my new book is about Jim Gaines, who was a engineer and producer, and started out at Stax Records. The book opens in 1968 when Memphis is burning after Dr. Martin Luther oh, wow. King was assassinated. Right. And he Jim worked at Stax Records, and a lot of the family related uh Recording studios that those folks own. So, yeah, yeah a- ask your husband if I, he knows the Jim Gaines.
1: Well, I'm sure he probably met him and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Eddie was working on the stuff after they got it cut and manufactured.
0: Okay, yeah, he was, on, probably uh, on, he was, the was on the road. All right. he was on
1: the road doing three cities a day.
0: Oh, uh, I used to do record promotion for Capitol yep. Records. I know what it's like. So you
1: know what that's like. And yeah. he was having. Breakfast with a DJ, yeah, and, and, and then lunch, and then lunch, and another city, the, all on the, the company dime. Somewhere else, yeah, it was really pretty hectic. I think.
0: Oh, it was great. I remember as a promotion guy, you know, we filled out the expense reports, and I lived in Miami, and you know, I'd have to go to Fort Lauderdale, and we got you know so much per mile, so I'd kind of you know chalk it up a bit. Say, yeah, Miami to Fort Lauderdale. All right, we'll just put down 450 miles on the expense report. But hey, what the heck? I'm 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 sure
3: Eddie didn't do that. I'm sure Eddie didn't do any of that. Lee, I've never told Lee this, so I'm friends with the guy that owns Stack. You know that? Are you really? You know? Do you know Barry Shankman? Barry?
1: No, uh, we know Al Bell.
3: Oh, Al Bell just
0: got honored in September, I think, at the Americana Music Awards.
1: Oh, Oh, that's so nice yes was I, I was
0: there yeah he was honored
1: yeah he was yeah. the ceo at stacks yep. and of course oh. jim stewart and uh, saxton uh, owned it and then i think somehow or the other it ended up that mr bell owned it this, I, I call him mr bell because i just have so much respect yes, for him and yes. i'm a big fan of that song he wrote i'll take you there oh and, my! they did that <laughs> God, song that on song. stage
0: with brandy carlisle and all these people it was brilliant it was well brilliant. he
1: gave it he gave it to eddie it was an acetate and wow. Eddie went on the road with it before uh, they even got it manufactured. Wow. Oh,
3: that's, that's cool. Wow. Well, well me, the guy I was told yeah, about, it, he, yes. he, did, he, he was a little, he was later. He's I just was looking and he's 1975. I guess that's when he owned it. Oh, yeah. So that was. All right. You know, all you the, think about it, that's almost 50 years ago, though. Yeah, yeah, he, oh, I'm telling you. I'm, it's, it's
1: amazing crazy. how long ago all that happened, did
0: not it, it? It was. Indeed. Indeed. So let's get back to you here, Linda, oh, yeah. Gale, because <laughs> y- 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 an amazing history, all these incredible albums that you've done. I mean, it was so consistent. I'm curious though, in particular, the album You and Again with Van Morrison, how did that come about? That's a, an amazing album, by the way, as you know. I mean, come on, no Well,
1: secret. thank you. Uh, well, We had a lot of fun doing it, and you know, van had at that time writer's block and wasn't able oh. to write any songs that well he wrote one or two and that okay. was it and so he did a, a project with those uh, skiffle guys
0: yes skiffle and, yeah
1: and then he saw me uh when i was doing a gig in wales and in newport wales and he decided that uh, maybe he wanted to do an album with me wow so uh, I didn't really know a lot about what was going on at the time but I I thought you know it was nice to be there singing with him and stuff and 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 it was he paid me a really nice fee just for he said let's just get together and have (laughs) a a jam session yes there at the King's Hotel wow and uh, in Wales and uh, we did that and then at the end of that jam session he said let's just go in the studio next week if you're free and we'll We'll record some of this, but I still didn't think it would ever be a total album because honestly, Van did a lot of recording with Carl Perkins and many people that he never released. It's just on a shelf. Oh,
2: really? And I thought, and I I
1: just thought, well, it's just going to be on a shelf. Uh, Like I said, he paid a really nice fee. I went, we went in the recording studio, uh, cutting stuff live on the floor. And we did uh, all those songs, and uh, then of course I had to come back because we didn't do enough songs.
0: Oh, we you still didn't do more songs. No, right. We didn't do enough.
1: I was back right. in uh, Tennessee. I'd gone home. I was in Big Sandy, Tennessee, and they called me and they said you have to come back because Van definitely wants to release this album. But he doesn't have enough songs.
0: How many so did I, you cut? Yeah. I mean, did, you didn't cut I think songs? we
1: ended up with 13 on that album. But so, no, it was more than that that we cut. Probably about 15 that we actually cut.
0: Initially? Was, initially? It, it,
1: well, the, when we, when I went back.
0: Oh, when you went back. Okay. Yeah. It, right. the,
1: when I was there the first time, it wasn't enough songs. It was about seven or eight songs or something. That was all.
0: Right, 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 right. It was
1: right. mostly uh, Jerry Lee Lewis songs, like Let's Talk About Us, You Went Again, yep. Crazy Arms. And, and I don't remember. Oh, Jambalaya, we did, stuff like that. So that was the first recording session. Then I went back and we did a Johnny Kid and the Pirates song. And and we did a whole bunch of songs. We did um, One Night With You.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. But
1: Van changed it and wanted to do the original lyrics of One Night of Sin.
0: Uh, <laughs> and, of course, that didn't
1: make it onto the album. But then uh, I think we did um, – Um. oh, I can't even remember all the songs we did. But we did – uh, probably at least eight more songs that that are just on a shelf somewhere well, do or... we
0: need to get them out you know i mean uh put together a an anthology or something i don't know yeah I, I you think... know i
1: don't think that'll happen because i, I nah. mean so when, when that when that those uh, projects when these projects are over they're just pretty much over as much fun as i have with robbie yes and robbie Fox, yes uh, he hasn't said anything about wanting to do another album but we're so proud of the one that we did
0: where
2: give us you've an done address
1: it,
0: we, we need to write some <laughs> letters folks we have a pretty good listening audience <laughs> give us that address we'll demand it you know <laughs> you know i'm looking at the cover of wild 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 <laughs> oh, listen, I that love, is the craziest thing. I just I'm love that there. cover, though, where both of y'all I, yeah. are <laughs> yelling out of opposite ends of the album cover. They're like,
1: "Wow!" Robbie know. is so funny. He said, "We got to go to this photographer. We're going to do this album cover." I yeah. said, "Okay." So I flew up to Chicago, and from Austin it's, to Chicago, and there we yeah. are. We're as cold as hell on that day. It was so much snow, uh, and it was so cold. We went after this photographer's place, and he asked me, "He said." Can you stick your head inside a um a a tank and, and um, what? and open your say. eyes and, and, and I what? I said, uh, you know, I can't stick my head in any kind of water at all. I have to hold my nose if I go underwater. Oh my god. I definitely cannot do that. Oh no. And then he said, Okay, well can you just scream? I said, Well yeah, I can scream. <laughs>
0: of course. <laughs> Of and, course.
1: and so Rob, Robbie went in first and did his screaming and they made the photographs.
0: Yeah.
2: And, yeah there, and, then they got, and then that
1: nice man, that nice man, he's a great photographer and very creative, has wonderful ideas. So he came out and he said to me, he said, well, um, you probably won't be able to do exactly what Robbie did, but you know, just come on in and, oh, you and, do what, and do what you can. And he left out the part that would say, Well, just do the best you can, bless your heart. But
0: he, <laughs> yeah, we, when they say bless so your heart, that's not always. I,
1: so I good. went in there and I screamed uh, a few times and they made the <laughs> photographs.
0: Oh,
2: and then man. he said,
1: Oh, oh, Robbie, you have to come back because Linda Gale has out screamed you. We need you to come wow. back in and scream again. So Congratulations. He had a screaming at the same time then. Really? Standing at the same screaming time? Screaming and they're making the photographs.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I think what they should have done is put you in front of a movie screen where you were watching an Alfred Hitchcock movie or something, you know, well, like the cool. uh, shower scene or something in <laughs> Psycho. That
1: worries me. That it, worries me to this day.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, well, you know, it might have provoked, uh, but you, you did a good job here. The, the both of you look like you're outdoing yourself. Yeah. We, well,
1: it's we, pretty outrageous, I'll it, tell you.
3: Well, I love it. And we've got we can we've got this one actually queued up. I can, can we, we have a little a trouble? Song? Yeah, we yeah. had a little technical problem with Amazon wouldn't open for some reason. So, Amazon. But, yeah. So anyway, you, let's <laughs> play a little wild, <laughs> wild, wild. How about the wild, wild,
0: wild? Yes, the title track because I think I, be a title like wild, wild, wild pretty much says it all. All right. I love that song. <laughs> Here we go. All right. Uh, uh. <laughs> those piano runs that you do oh my god It's a, it's that's an awesome song the whole album is awesome i mean well
1: thank you so much
0: do you are you going to be playing that on uh the outlaw cruise uh can we... i
1: usually do that song i usually <sighs> do wild 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 and <sighs> uh quite often i do um the other song that robbie wrote hard luck louisiana all right because it, it's about you know uh when we lived on black river and we was poor folks back then. Yes. And Robbie is so he's such a great songwriter. And I contributed just a small part of the song because you know, I don't think Robbie's ever lived in a sharecropper shack. So there was a, just a few <laughs> things.
0: Hasn't everybody lived in a sharecropper shack at one time or another? Come on.
1: <laughs> so there was a few things that that, I, that he wanted me to add, and I did. And, and it turned out really well. And, of course, the melody that he wrote for it is so beautiful. Oh, man, I'm telling you. And then he wrote me a song called uh, Round Too Long. And oh. he, was afraid, he was afraid it might offend me. You know, he Robbie is so polite. <laughs> well, and he worries depends about how everything. you take
0: it. Come on. <laughs> Come on.
2: You know, and it, but the know.
1: first line in the song says, I'm the sister of a hellraiser and the daughter of an uh. old tomcat. And he said he thought that might make me angry at him. But I just thought it was, I thought it was funny because oh, yeah. I know and my brother thought it was a great song. He liked it. And then my daddy, if he had ever heard it, he would have probably laughed You, know, you when go. they called him an old tomcat. So. Yeah, we all have always usually had a good sense of humor about things like that.
0: <laughs> you know, I'm curious. Uh, there have been many movie and I guess television portrayals of your brother, and uh, Great Balls of Fire, that the, the biopic, and he's you know the character of your brother has been in a number of films. And I'm curious, what, what what's your opinion? Do you think they capture his personality pretty well on the cinema? And on the screen. Well, well,
1: they didn't. They didn't. And how could they? Because he he was so many different things. He wasn't just a straightforward buffoon like they had Dennis Quaid act like in the yeah. movie. And that was a shame, too, because Dennis is a big Jerry Lewis fan. Yeah. But, but I mean, Jerry was never really funny like that. And, and you know, he was always. A great showman, and right. but some in some of the scenes in the movie, they got it right on that. And you know, uh, my brother did the music, and and Dennis did a really great job of portraying how he was on stage. Yes. He did a great job of that. Yes, and he's a great actor. I'm a big fan of his. So, but but at sometimes they had to me they had him act too silly, and Jerry Lee Lewis was never silly. <laughs> he might have been a lot of it. things but never not never silly, silly no. and, and that but that's the director's fault
0: sure yeah. of course it is sure and, well you know it, it, i think it would be interesting though to watch a portrayal uh you know brother a, any family member anybody that you know so well seeing them portrayed uh which reminds me have you seen the elvis movie the new elvis the new, movie.
1: The, the new one
0: yeah, you know the. I
1: have yeah, I have to say that my husband and I watched that. Oh, and we okay. don't no, We don't normally like that kind of thing. All right. But we absolutely love it.
0: Okay. All right. Why didn't? It, that's a great endorsement. That's yeah. a great endorsement, right? Well,
1: they did a great job. Uh, those people that did that movie, they know what they're doing.
0: I mean, and uh, you met Elvis. Man, you know? I
1: did. I did, and I've always said I have never seen another man that looked, you know, like it was as beautiful as Elvis. But I have to kind of rethink that when I'm looking at that guy They got this new movie. He was absolutely, he is absolutely gorgeous in that movie. Uh,
0: Linda Gale, you haven't met my partner, Billy Hubbard. I mean, we're, you know, with others, he's, he's yeah. a great specimen. Hey, I'm of married, <laughs> yeah, I don't Even well, though we're know, of a certain age. Well, yeah, he, yeah.
1: my, my husband was invited to many parties there and went, and, and he, he says, that Elvis was absolutely beautiful too. And you know, and my husband is obviously Uh, not not gay. There's nothing wrong with being gay, but he's just not gay, but he still could appreciate how beautiful Elvis was! Well,
3: he did but, have that like Ken doll look. Like, uh, you know, there's a the Ken. Oh, a Ken doll look. Well, well, my kids, you know, my girls, when they were little, played with Ken and Barbies. And so so I'm just saying, said, Elvis. The picture I saw a picture recently, Ken doll and it was looked inspired like it. It just looked Elvis? like it was just, his skin
0: perfect and all that. You know <laughs> what I mean? So this is a sort of an untold tale. Do you know something, B- oh, Bill? that not Ken, Ken doll, doll was born. influenced by Elvis. I Only know about Ken Yes.
1: Yeah. I didn't know that. I don't know. (laughs) We're starting
0: a rumor here. We're starting a rumor.
1: But but Elvis had perfect features.
0: Well, you know, like you say, the guy that plays Elvis, I was watching Late Night the other night, one of the Late Night shows, and this guy was a guest, and the women were going crazy. And... uh, You know, I had to say, you know, he's he's a pretty good-looking guy. He's a pretty good-looking guy, that guy. They
1: did did really well when they found
0: him. Yeah, they they did. (laughs) Now, I don't know about the Tom Hanks. Did you know uh, the Colonel, uh, Colonel Tom?
1: I didn't. No, but I okay. thought I thought it was pretty good the way they portrayed right. it. I, I didn't think,
0: know, I didn't know, you know. From what
1: I've heard all my life from, yeah. from various okay. people that that knew the colonel.
0: Okay, uh, I, right. it, it
1: seemed like that was in character. Okay,
0: to I, I, you know, I didn't know. You know, Tom Hanks is an actor and. You know, sometimes he kind of <laughs> puts it on. He's like over. I don't know. I don't want to get
3: in bad did, terms with Tom Hanks. I did want to ask you. <laughs> or, yeah. His, so uh, <laughs> Take a different turn here. I was just going to say, I mean, I was, I'm was. i still fascinated with, I mean, my mom had a band before I was born in the 40s and 50s at, uh, called the Tennessee Partners that toured all around. And so here in East Tennessee, you know, we all, thats about, we knew Dolly before she, my mom was knew her before she was big time. But anyway, uh, but. You're in my family. I had three sisters, and they were musical. But how? I mean, how did you guys all end up so good on the the piano? <laughs> did you take lessons, I mean, or, or is everybody hang out be or honest, something? Yeah. I-
1: to be honest, my brother taught me how to play, and my cousin Mickey always said that he learned everything from my brother, and and uh-huh. I did as well. And I was very blessed and very fortunate to have him show me a lot of things, and and of course, I've just worked really hard to. Um, develop that it, it i didn't start playing rock and roll until i was 40
0: oh really oh really you so were like
1: it's a new thing for me kind of and a late
0: start like what, what, what did you have a day job somewhere that you were doing before that
1: i've never had a job in my life but one time good for and you I, and, congratulations and, and I, worked, I worked there one day <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: but but you know
0: i, oh, I love it. this is the a, stuff of legends a, like, yeah. I, so, I've
1: always been a singer, and and but what happened was when I couldn't be on the road with my brother anymore, because the, the lady the woman I oh I almost said lady and she's definitely not a lady, okay. but that woman was absolutely so mean to me, and oh. I just could not be on the road with my brother anymore. And oh. see, when I was on the road with my brother, I, there was no reason for me to play a piano, but when I got out on my own, then when yes. I had to, yes, then I had to remember the things that my brother had taught me and I had to develop that because I couldn't find anybody that would play that style like I wanted in my band. Uh So the piano player that I had in my band for a very short time, I had to let him go and I had to do it myself. And it was not easy. It took some time for me to get to where I sounded, you know, better and better as time went on. It was a little bit rough in the beginning, uh (laughs) but I I worked really hard and I, I got it going.
3: I just have I have one question that I've never I've saw a lot of these you know I love the documentaries and like I say I, even when I was years ago in the eighties when I was it shows when we were filming HBO specials what well, I never understood like like you you know I think you kind of answered it but who because of all you know Mickey Gilley, Jimmy Swaggart and yourself you know and and Jerry Lee who who you influenced I mean did one influence the the other leader of the, theater, well, the yeah. pack.
1: Mickey always said he learned from my brother. Okay, he said that. All right, and of course I say that because it's true. All right, and I couldn't say I couldn't answer for Jimmy Swaggart because he's a gospel music person, and he does only gospel music. But he said uh, that he did one rock and roll show with Jerry sometime when they were just kids, like really young teenagers. They went (laughs) and did a show somewhere like a talent. Uh, contest or something like that. But so, but I'm sure that if, if Jimmy was asked that question, he might say that he did learn some things from my brother because I mean, my brother was a musical genius and there was never anybody uh, in my opinion that could ever play the piano like he did. Mm -hmm. And and so, but, but Mickey and I both said that we both have always Mickey always gave Jerry all the credit in the world and said that Ah. he couldn't have done his, he couldn't have had a career without Jerry's help. And he learned everything from him.
0: You know, I'm, I'm curious, Linda Gale, um, you know, you you have a famous bloodline there. So you say, you you know, your brother taught you all this uh, wonderful music and, and how to play. I would think being from that bloodline, when you, get up on stage people kind of expect you're gonna give them one rousing show i mean
1: a lot to live up to is what that's called i
0: think that's what i'm (laughs) trying to say but you know what i mean i mean it's normal (coughs) any any uh relative from a famous bloodline people are gonna have expectations
1: you Um, know that's the way it is and and i can't do like a lot of people would be able to do in my in in my situation in my situation i can't get up on stage and be a little bit laid back and and have an off night or whatever Uh, when i get up there i have to work really hard i have to work my ass off wow because everybody expects something and 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 let's face it that a lot of them are coming because they know i'm jerry lee lewis's sister uh, so they're already, I've already got the deck stacked against me
2: Yeah, and yeah. because he
1: was absolutely the greatest in the world. Right. So I have to do something to entertain them and make them happy. And I've been very blessed and very fortunate that I'm able to do it with most people. I haven't been able to please everybody. You never can I've, in life. I've, Nobody can. <laughs> and you never can in life. But uh, I have really had some really nice gigs and and I've, I've always gone over well because like I said, I worked really hard and and I've been blessed with some talent and I Quite had my bit. brother I had my brother teach me and show me things that other people didn't have that opportunity so I, I've really been blessed with with having a brother who was the greatest in the world to show me a lot of things and he encouraged me right. he always encouraged me the first time I went to Europe. And I was doing a gig at Hernando's hideaway and going over to play my first gig in Europe as a, a piano player and singer in my uh, early, in the early times of yes. my solo career. Yes. And and so I, I look up and here's Jerry coming in Hernando's hideaway Wow, and, and and we didn't get to see each other much back then because that wow. woman that he was married to that I couldn't be on the road with, oh,
0: back, she, ma-
1: she made it really this hard. This sounds like to-
0: Peyton Place or
1: something. <laughs> she sobos. made it really hard for okay. us to be together. Yeah. So I was, I was so happy to see him. And he said, I heard that you're going to Europe next week. And I just wanted to come by and see what, what's going on and see how it's going to be for you. Wow. He was concerned about me. Yeah. So I hmm. had to get up there and do my gig, play the piano and sing. And then afterwards, he came back and told me, he said, okay, you're going to be fine. They're going to love you over there. Excellent.
0: Excellent. Yeah. You know, I I have to say that, you know, I know your brother obviously was such an influence and uh, such a great big brother, let's face it. But I dare say, Linda Gale, if you were just in a fantasy world where, you know, the two of you weren't related. And you were doing this music. You were inspired by, you know, to do it. You have a career that makes and allows you to stand on your own. I, I, I don't yeah. think there's any doubt about that. You're, well,
1: thank you, thank it's you so absolutely much. Absolutely true. I can I mean, now, but I, I don't really think at at the age of forty in being a little overweight in Memphis, Tennessee, I don't think I could have started a solo career and had any success with it honestly if I'd been Linda Gail Smith. All
0: right, know? but but at the same time though, <laughs> you have built up over the last how many years and um you know, you've you've made this a, a wonderful career. You're a great entertainer and it, yeah. You know, I I just think it's it, it wonderful. It went really well. It went yeah. really well
1: for it's me. Gone I can't complain. Really well. My solo career in Memphis was wonderful, and of course, I, I met a lot of Europeans because they would when they were coming to Memphis, the yeah. tourists and the and people that had the pro- promoters of gigs and stuff in Europe. They would come and hear me, and 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 then I got into the habit of playing a lot in the in the UK. Right. And then Sweden and Norway and uh, and and I got in the habit of doing that instead of doing a lot more gigs in America. Right. So right. that's what happened. But the reason for that was because the money was so much better.
0: They treat them really well in Europe. I hear they treat them. Yeah, really I, well.
1: I, I made and I love to travel. There you And go. I love that's I love going to all those places. So I did that and I <laughs> lost my band in Memphis. And they told me they said, "If you keep going off like you're going off and staying, we we have to play in other bands. We can't play with you because." You're, you're gone all the time.
0: <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I guess it wasn't really affordable to take the bands, right? I mean, they'd have a band well, for no, you in oh, Europe.
1: Oh, gosh, no. I, was yeah. never, I, I wasn't yeah. ever on the level where I could just have a band and say, I'm well, going to pay these guys while I'm gone. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. I so, haven't reached that level yet either. <laughs> right,
0: right. Well, I think you have actually. Uh, I mean, well, thank you, you know, in terms of your your spirit and your legend, I, I would imagine. And you know, you've been so generous with your time here. But you know, you're pursuing this wonderful careers, um, so successful. But I would imagine you also feel like you're carrying on a legacy, not only your brother's legacy, but the the very legacy of an, of essential american music that you came of age with and that you have been so passionate about it, do you feel that way that you're carrying on this tradition this legacy or you know it's a cause. Well I do. Yeah. I
1: do, darling. I do feel that way and and I just do my very best to always do a good job of of representing the wonderful artist before me that did this music. And of course I recently went up to Memphis to sun records and, and recorded a tribute album to my brother. Yeah. I I actually did two albums. I did an album uh, of my music and then an album for my brother I wrote some of the songs on wow. on one of the albums but I think the tribute album might come out first but I I really enjoyed doing that and but I was a little bit intimidated and, you know because <laughs> I was in Sun Records and I'm like yeah and there was uh, this little voice in my head that said who do you think you are you're <laughs> uh, in here in Sun Records and you got uh, Danny B. Harvey and Slim Jim, the Stray Cats.
0: Oh wow, really? Wow. Oh
1: yeah, I was a little bit intimidated by Slim Jim. I didn't know him that well. I got <laughs> to
2: know him Slim in those Jim. two days. <laughs> yeah. We
1: really got to know each other really well. Excellent. We took him out to lunch every day and, uh, and he's a wonderful wonderful guy. And I he's so you know, he's really special on drums. And then I had this bass player from Italy who is out of this world. His name is Lucas. And 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 Lucas Chaffiro or something like that. I can't uh-huh. say his name, his last name, right? It's Italian. But uh, I had these wonderful players, and there was this little voice in my head saying, "Well, who do you think you are?" But oh, as okay. soon as we started playing the very first Jerry Lee Lewis song, and it was uh, "Rocking My Life Away," I saw Slim Jim smiling, and I saw my son-in-law and the bass player. Everybody was smiling. And oh. I said, these, "These guys are great players, and if they're smiling." maybe everything's going to be all oh, right wow
0: you know i i think one of the stray cats is going to be on that outlaw cruise I think... It's slim jim oh okay i thought it was i just wasn't sure if it okay great well so you got somebody to hang out with right, right? well
1: i'm looking forward to seeing him you know it was it was wonderful of him. i just appreciated so much that he flew all the way from california to memphis Yeah, to do those uh, recordings with me. Wow,
0: well, I really buy one of those little uh, cocktails with the umbrella in it on the cruise. (laughs) That's a nice way to say thank you. Uh Well,
1: you know, I think most people are getting those drink packages.
0: (laughs) Yeah, some of us are. I I I just want to give the date for that out the Outlaw Country cruise is uh, February twenty first through February twenty seventh, and I would google that i i guess it's sold out but we can get on a waiting list billy yeah. hubbard would be yeah, on the well, waiting yeah. list
3: yeah i, I procrastinated and uh, i didn't I'm and I'll, I'll be a...
0: on it yeah uh, well, <laughs> i'm I sorry i didn't mean to get so excited but i am <laughs> else i'm and...
1: excited about that cruise as well i don't it's blame be a lot of fun. You. Yeah. My, well, my friend jason dick williams is going to be on there Mm-hmm. and uh and, and also my friend pete that plays with mojo oh and okay the tw- and the three of us are going to I maybe wasn't even supposed to tell that it's probably supposed to be a surprise. They'll probably kill me. No, <laughs> but, no, no.
0: But we're, we we'll rewind the Gianna. tape. I don't know. Re, rewind the tape here and do that. But it's, I want it's gonna, you to, it's
1: gonna be wild, I'll tell you that. I
0: want you to save a moment so I can so I can buy you one of those little cocktail drinks with the umbrella. I w I wanna well, meet yes. you in person. I would I would be Yeah, a great because I question. don't
1: get the I don't get those drink packages because my daughter told me she said you might drink three glasses of wine that whole week. Yeah, I, don't I don't think it would be a good are. idea for you to have a drink package.
0: <laughs> well, uh, Linda Gale, I, w- I don't know that I'm getting the drink package, but I will just splurge to buy you that and whatever other drinks you want. I- I'll be your drink <laughs> package so nice for you. you,
2: Linda Thank Gale. You. Hey,
3: you can be like Barney Thank Five you. and get milkshakes and get I- I'll just run- Yes, I'll run back and forth. Okay. <laughs> well... Okay, I guess we better let her it's let you go. Yeah, so
0: wonderful talking yeah, to you. What I a nice I lady. I could
1: talk to y'all all day. Well, no, we'll
0: continue awesome. on the ship and we'll record that and have a part 2 I'm I'm serious. You've
3: inspired yeah. us, Lee. Okay, we're gonna yes. do some yoga and we're gonna see if we can get our leg up and put it on a keyboard and all that. Yeah, oh.
2: you
1: can do that. Oh yeah, time.
0: I'm a great candidate oh, for that. Oh, okay. Okay. we need
3: some uh, geritol infusion.
0: I'll uh, leave that. it to Linda Gale. All right, really serious. For Please do me a favor. Well,
3: anyway, okay. oh yeah, and folks can find you. Let's see. We, I don't know if we said yeah, that your website, lglmusic.com, is, is what I saw. Is That's it. it. That sound yeah, because
1: right? yeah, before I could get lindigalewis.com, somebody else got it.
3: Really? So yeah, I and I didn't happens.
1: know what was going on. I don't know. That, so uh, but i people usually find a lot of people find me at lglmusic.com. Good.
0: lglmusic.com. Very and I'm on good. Facebook
1: all the time. I love Facebook.
0: Oh, oh, do yeah. you? You're not mischievous in saying mischievous things, are you? Like <laughs> Well, well you know,
1: the, the, the young people and the college kids and stuff started that. Yeah. And then all, all of us old people got on there, and we yeah. loved it. And they all went away to Instagram.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I don't even know if that's the thing now. They're too <laughs> And big. Twitter. I can't keep I don't know if Twitter's the thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's old Facebook now, they say. Uh, it's so <laughs> Facebook, right. Old,
1: I love so my it.
0: Space. It's yeah. so MySpace. It's <laughs> so MySpace. (laughs)
1: well i've got linda gale lewis facebook that's mine
0: okay and
1: i and i I enjoy hearing from people on there you're gonna hear from everybody i answer everybody i do we're gonna
3: find you and harass you no just kidding (laughs) yeah come on
1: it'll be fun i like a challenge there you go
3: (laughs) Well, we're going to do our outro here, but don't go anywhere. We just want don't to go you, anyways, tell you bye after this. Yeah. So, uh, okay,
1: darling. So here Thank we you go. so
3: much. So, um, okay. Well, anyway, big thanks to Linda Gail lewis and our host, Lee Zimmerman. Be sure to check out Lee's book, Americana Music, Voices Visionaries, Pioneers of Honest Sound, now available on Amazon. I think he's got another new book coming out. But also... Behind uh, the Class. Yeah. What's his name? Oh.
0: 30 Years Behind the Class. Oh,
3: okay. About that fellow Jim Gaines. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Anyway, we'll see you all next time, and happy trails. Happy trails.